Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. Jacob Birch, Eric Stevens. Right, the lineup. This right, is actually, right. this is like take three, and as you, the first, and you've corrected me over this, but I have not realized. You know, I've got placed on the COVID IL a couple of weeks you ago, were, you and were out of the lineup, literally. Yeah, and I two uh, episodes in a row. haven't quite gotten back into the headspace, but this is my this is my uh, rehab assignment, I guess. Yeah, this is we're gonna. I'm gonna just. You're, this is like you getting reps, you know, for for getting back to the major league podcast, and then maybe maybe that's where we'll start doing the 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 major league podcast and the minor league podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're just going to talk about Miguel Vargas this episode. So, Works for me. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll just be listening. Well, we're going to catch me <laughs> up. Uh, Eric's going to let me know everything that's going on. I've I've paid. Mostly attention with a few days here and there where you missed a lot though. Like even paying attention, like it, it's hard to like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sorry. for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll catch up there. We have. I my uh, I am excited to answer some questions from Craig, and we'll talk about all of that after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Catch me up. <laughs> I think they, they always call Jacob the king of the segways. <laughs> Here we go. No, we're back. So, all right. I was laughing about this because, you know. They do I know call me that, don't they? They do. It, okay. you know, in many, many forums I go to, the, the <laughs> Jacob subreddit. Uh, no. Um, so I was laughing because so we, we didn't do this podcast the last two weeks. Jacob on the COVID IL. I did some solo podcasts. I had uh, Craig come on the uh, leading off with True Blue LA for in-person uh, questions from Craig twice. That was fun. Um, but we last recorded three weeks ago. And... I was laughing about like like entire chapters of stuff happened and were done. Have, have you seen since, the either of the Ant Man movies? Uh, I saw the first one. There's there's a bit where Michael Pena does a, a very elaborate recap of everything that goes on. Uh, and that's what I'm imagining the next twenty minutes is going to be. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I don't like not a trained journalist by any means, but let's just go with the most important rule is start with the most important first and go top down. So what do you remember about the Ian Jabot era? Uh, stone cold, nothing. Do you know what number he wore with the Dodgers? I know. All right. So, uh, he was number 57. Um, they, the Dodgers claimed him off waivers. This was like, um, Sort of a flashback. This happened every year, but like flashback to 2015 when They've they were claimed sort of him every year, building up. Yes, wow. um, 
they they when they were building up the the sort of depth on the forty man, and you just try to get incremental upgrades wherever you can, and it's a numbers game. You you sort of churn through a bunch of people like. Uh, you, you might this person might work one day and you have space on the 40 man but then you need another space for the next guy three days later so you dfa that guy and then hope he clears waivers and you keep him in the minors but most often he doesn't and then so some of those guys will stick some some won't but um so this guy was on the guardians um he used options the last three years so he's out of options this year he pitched in the minors then it was called up by cleveland got designated for assignment after his one game um Dodgers claimed him. They put him on the active roster the next day. This was last Friday. Um, and he was active for two days. And then once um, David Price returned from the like family medical emergency list, uh, after missing three days, uh, they just designated uh, Jabot for assignment. And he never pitched for the Dodgers. So he falls into the uh, – oh, and then I uh, guess back uh, furthering that um, – a couple days later, he was claimed off waivers by the Reds. So back to Ohio for him. Um, and he was up for two days, didn't pitch. So he falls into the, if we're going back old school, Mike Antonini um, back in like 2012, I want to say, something like that. Um, a pitcher who was active for a few days with the Dodgers but never pitched. Um, Sean Zaraga, a catcher in 2016, was up for a day but didn't play. Um just last year, Ryan Meisinger, um, who they claimed from the Cubs, he was active for a day, didn't pitch. So he, he sort of joins them in that illustrious club. And yes, there will be a Dodgers uh, season in review uh, coming this offseason. So you, if you forget this, uh, you can look back at that eventually. So yeah, that, that so, was clearly the most important thing. Uh, you know, another player who was in this club for a mm. bit was Andrew Heaney. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh, are you gonna Technic- get technical no, no. with me? <laughs> no, he. I'm. I. It's sort of like it's not quite the same. No, he. He wasn't in the club because he wasn't active. Oh, okay. He, it was, he was right, an offseason right. no, guy. No, you're fair. But, but you're, in a you're similar right club, how about that? Oh, he, for sure. He. He was. He was an old friend before. In he the in a the friend. category of people who are going to be confused when you refer to them later as old friends. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of like. Um, trying to think there. Was, Xavier, I don't remember the last um, the last name of this reliever. This one of the 2015, like 2016 guys, where the Dodgers just kept claiming guys, and I don't think he pitched for them. But yeah, that kind of a thing. But yeah, so that that was one move. Um, oh, another move. Uh, Mookie Betts, uh, possible All Star starter. By the time you hear this, it might be official. Um, he. he uh, so we, when we recorded last, we recorded the, the Tyler Anderson near no hitter. Um, there, there was even news about that game that came later. Um, but so it was uh, during that game, right? Because you and I yes. were worried we would have to hop back on. <laughs> right. So, so the first play of the game was a hit, um, that, <laughs> that was first called a hit, um, that, um, Mookie Betts and, uh, Cody Bellinger collided on. But then uh, it, it kind of looked like I think Mookie may have still caught it or something. But no matter, like as the ball got away, Cody Bellinger threw the runner out at second. But then they, they charged Bellinger with the error on the play. So it wasn't a hit. And it didn't seem that big of a deal at the time. But then Anderson kept running with his no-hitter. And then uh, there was a play in the seventh where a little number up along first. And then Anderson threw wildly, and that was scored uh, a two-base error rather than a hit plus an error, which is what I sort of thought it was at the time. But then Anderson, was he stayed in until the ninth, uh, and he got one out in the ninth, and he threw 123 pitches. And uh, like a couple days later, um, Jared Walsh was the batter on that errant throw, and they, the Angels um, requested like a review, a scoring review, and it got changed to a hit. So it turns out, Tyler Anderson threw a two-hitter instead of a one-hitter. <laughs> and the, the funny part, like Dave Roberts, I think, uh, when he, like the day got changed or the day after or whatever, they asked him, he's like, oh, man, I wish I should have, I would have known then. I would, you know, could have taken him out or whatever. But, <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, so it, that, when we didn't know it at the time when we recorded, um, Mookie Betts actually <laughs> broke a rib. Uh, Cody Bellinger, man, like his own ribs, other people's ribs, like, He's dangerous out there, and it's not—it's not necessarily like his fault, but the the man 
there's just there's there's pain happening with anytime he collides with something. So uh, Mookie landed on the injured list. Now he's back uh, in in the span of us uh, not recording, uh, and he already's homered since he's returned. He's probably going to start the All Star game, um, and then the aforementioned um, uh, previous old friend, current friend, Andrew Heaney. Uh, he came back from the injured list, made one start, and then he's back on the injured list with a <laughs> not really sure when he's going to return. I guess he's sort of in limbo right now. Um, so the Dodgers are kind of like in this get to the all-star break mode at the moment. Uh, but like the, the, the most recent thing is um, Chris Taylor uh, has a fracture in his left foot. He's out till at least the all-star break, and it's probably going to be longer. Not really sure of the timetable there, but it's, it's going to be a little while. Um, that happened, like, he fouled the ball off his foot on Saturday. I think possibly aggravated it or at least was having some trouble running in the field uh, with it. Got took got taken out of that game early on Saturday. Didn't play Sunday. Started Monday. I guess there was more swelling. Um, so they took him out of that game, too. Then they had a CT, can, a CT scan, which... I wasn't when it, I guess when the news happened, he was going to, I did, I'm mad that I didn't jump on this, but like 94 people made the <laughs> CT scan joke. It's a good joke. Uh, I'm not disparaging it. I'm mad. Gee, I just say it's beneath it. you too obvious for you. <laughs> no, <beneath laughs> no. That's, that's right in my wheelhouse. Um, I, in fact, I think I wrote it in a, in the story rather than like on a tweet, but um, I like, I just said a literal CT scan. Um, but yeah. So, Showed a small fracture. Well, the thing it's weird because you never know. Like it's it, it it's just a technical fracture because he's not on crutches. Like he was literally like yesterday was his bobblehead day, um, and he was like walking on the field like without a boot, and um, and that that I wasn't Canadianly um, describing him right there. He didn't. He was not wearing a boot. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a blow. <laughs> and then also, God, I'm so much to catch you up on. I'm so sorry. when when Mookie was out, the Dodgers were desperate for outfielders. Like mm-hmm. we need we need some. They had Eddie Alvarez play like start three out of four games, and he like misplayed a couple balls. And you're like, oh man, they don't they just don't have another outfielder. So they they have to get an outfielder. They, they at this need point. a champion caliber. That's right. But yeah, someone with a championship pedigree in the family. Um, and so they got an, another old friend, um, Trace Thompson, who was like on a minor league deal. He, he was with the Padres earlier and then the Tigers been tearing up AAA. Um, they got him on a minor league deal or basically for cash. And then they called him up. And then, uh, also since then, one of the guys who was in spring training for the Dodgers, Jake Lamb has been up and essentially the last, uh, we're, we're recording this on. Wednesday. So since Lamb has been up, uh, it's nine games, and they've essentially it's not it, they've run a platoon start. Um, Lamb has started the five games against righties. Thompson has started the four games against lefties, but Thompson is the better defender, and he's come into the game um, in three of the first four that he didn't start. So like, there's going to be a point when usually when Lamb starts that Thompson takes over for him, um, and a couple of Lamb starts have been at DH, but. So, like, they're basically in this, like, instead of rotating in right now, it's rotating in left. Gavin Lux is going to be a part of that rotation. So, you'll, you know, um, Zach McKinstry is back up off the injury. <laughs> Zach McKinstry went on the injury list <laughs> since we recorded last. Now he's back. So, yeah, they're uh, they're in that mix and match mode. So, I'm sure getting, um, like, another, you know, Starter level bat is probably on the radar at what position they can figure that out. But um, even when Taylor comes back, it would be nice to have like other, you know, people in reserve that you could use. But th- who knows? I'm sure we'll talk about that in the next couple weeks. We still have a few few more weeks till the trade deadline. But um, yeah, that that's a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, what? Well, luckily, wh- it's, where were you it's, when you heard? Yeah. Uh, oh, thick, I was going to say thick in the season, so there's been no you know co- like contract news for me to miss out on. Well, it, when you're thinking of you know, everyone's sort of fretting about like the Dodgers. Are they going to sign their big pending free agent this this uh, this mm-hmm. off season? 
they're going to let him walk and it's going to be, you know, what's going to happen there. They, they didn't, they didn't re-sign him um, during spring training. So they could potentially lose an impact player for a second year in a row in free agency. It's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be brutal, but they sort of solved that by locking up the captain, uh, Austin Barnes. Uh, th- that, that was another thing that came up recently, like not out of nowhere, but so it was I did, like, you know, we've been joking as if I've been completely yeah. out of the loop. I did watch most sure. of the games over the last couple of weeks when I was sick, sick, I was probably sleeping. Uh, but mostly it's just been slowly recovering from sleeping 12 hours a day, not during baseball games. So I did yeah. see the interview with Mookie Betts where this, I think not where it came up initially, cause I know you'll, you'll talk about, but where it, it kind of like resurfaced, I guess I should say. Yeah, so he, he brought it up, and like I had missed the original part of this, where it was that is that I guess earlier in the season, Trey Turner sort of he was they, I mean, look, the clubhouse like does like absolutely adore Austin Barnes, like he's revered in there. Um, but like I think Turner was sort of like half joking with him, he's like, Look, you're the captain, you know, basically, and and then he had shirts made. I'm not sure exactly when this was so, but he was on with uh, David S.A. I don't remember if it was on Dodger Talk or like a pregame thing, but he sort of laid out like the the when and the where of the, how that happened. And then Mookie Betts, um, how I first heard it and you first heard it, uh, when he was still on the injured list last week, was had uh, an in-game interview for a couple half innings with uh, Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser from the dugout. And he was just talking about a bunch of stuff. And I think when Barnes was batting, he just was like, yeah, uh, he's like, do they do, still do C's on the jerseys now? <laughs> it was just funny how he brought it up. And I was like, where did this come from? And then, like, then I learned about the Trey Turner stuff. It was pretty funny. But then, like, and then literally within, like, two days, then the Dodgers, like, oh, the Dodgers <laughs> signed Austin Barnes for two more years. Uh, it was uh, two years, $7 million, um, through 2024. There's also a club option for 2025. Uh, it's three and a half million each year. Same with the option. It doesn't look. I don't didn't see that if there was a buyout. There looks like there's no buyout. Um, the AP had the option part. Um, Barnes it was in the final year of a two year deal signed last off season or you know two off seasons ago that bought out his Arbiers. He's making two point six million this year. Um, so he he got a nice change, a nice raise. Um, but that brings me uh, to a trivia question for you easing you back into things with a it's it's a it's a relatively um it's not uh, an easy question but it's not like it's not like i'll just say zach weed is not going to be an answer on this nor is like any well i won't say that but um austin barnes currently in his eighth major league season all with the dodgers he True. debuted in 2015 yes you know i'm sorry after uh, the the uh, december 2014 trade at the winter meetings it was a three-team deal including andrew heaney uh mentioned old friend current friend um that brought him from the marlins to the dodgers there are six dodgers to catch at least one game in 10 or more seasons and if Barnes like stays through the rest of the contract, and not even including the option, he will join them. But can you name those other six Dodgers? I'll give that a shot after this. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How many of these six 
catchers who have caught well i may guess i shouldn't necessarily a catcher i guess uh, who have caught at least one game in ten or more seasons? I, I will tell you this: these were primary catchers. Oh, okay. The list. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like some rando going. You know what? I'm going to catch a game this year. You never know. Like, you know, like uh, uh, Daryl Thomas, my go-to for I guess before Kike Hernandez and Chris Taylor came aboard, my go-to for utility men for the Dodgers. But he only caught, I believe, in one year. Um, but it would have been awesome if he was like on here for multiple years. So, anyway. ten years is a lot. Uh, it is. It rules out like some players that you just kind of you know, like Piazza and Holy Right. Duca. He was, he's at seven. Yeah. Both All are right. at seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I keep thinking um, of players that I'm like, oh, nah, that probably. So we'll, we'll let's we'll, we'll see how I'm. I I bet I get more than one. How about that? I I, uh, I bet you will. I I think you'll get at least three. Oh, I I you you are more confident than me. <laughs> uh, Sosha. Um. First name. No, my my associate, yeah. 13 years, uh, tied for second most years uh, as catcher. Roseboro? John Roseboro, 11 years. Um, Campanella? 10 years. Okay, I'm like, like, he's right on that edge. (laughs) Yeah. Before the tragic car accident. Um, Jaeger? Jaeger is number one, 14 years. Okay, and this is this is where my list runs out. Uh, I well, think, yeah, uh, AJ Ellis was in ten, right? No, but he's at nine, which okay. surprised me. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I remember it came up. I was doing some research, and I remember thinking it was like one of his first years or two, and I went, "Huh?" Because <clears throat> it took him a while to kind of develop that reputation that he got. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a year or two. So I think of his prime years as six, but I remember it was a little longer, but didn't think it was 10. Um, I can't think of anyone else. So I'm sure I'm uh, blank spacing. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna just how long, give, how give, long do you think I can blame like COVID I, brain fog? I, I will give you a hint. No, one of the other, one of the other 10 year people. Yeah. Um, was a contemporary of Jaeger basically split time with him a lot. Yeah. Uh, brain's not going to go into Pre, uh, I was born era. Joe Ferguson. Is okay. That, yep. I, yep. There, there was. There were. Uh, when, when was the other era? Uh, so, when? nineteen, from nineteen ten to nineteen twenty two. Okay. Cool. Otto Miller. Yeah. Okay. Unless you, unless you somehow had a photographic memory of a couple years ago when I recapped. No, yeah, the I was 20, curious. Season. I was yeah. curious to see if there was like some backup I wasn't aware of in like oh, yeah. the the nineties ish era. Um. You know, when I would not have been aware of backup catchers. Uh, why do you need a backup? Here, I don't get it. Bill, Bill Bergen, widely considered like the worst hitter in Major League history. Um, he actually caught eight seasons for the Dodgers. <laughs> like, it would have been great if he got up there. Carlos Hernandez caught in the same number of years as Mike Piazza, seven. Jeff Torborg was another like defensive guy. He caught Kopex. He, I think he caught Kopex's perfect game. He's at seven. Um, Russell Martin, six. Uh, Tom Prince with five, which I would not have guessed. Gil Reyes with five. Um, trying to look here. I'm glad Desmond we got Grandal to like four. five really quickly. <laughs> I oh yeah, make no, sense, you, right? you so did really years, well. But... I'm, I'm, uh, and one other note. So, uh, Steve Yeager with, with the 14 years, uh, I, on, um, a podcast this week on the leading off, uh, with true blue LA, I, um, had a few in advance, and and it was on the uh, on July sixth, the anniversary of uh, Franklin Stubbs Grand Slam game in nineteen eighty eight, which I went with with my brother. Uh, great memory. That was what more what the um, the uh, the podcast was about, more so than the home run. Although the home run was cool too. Um, but my fa- one of my favorite um, game story random notes was in the the game story for the L A Times of that game with Sam McManus, the beat writer. Uh, quote, actors Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen worked out with the Dodgers before Wednesday's game in preparation for an upcoming film with a baseball theme. Former Dodger Steve Yeager is serving as a technical advisor on the project. I'd like to know, at, so at this point, if he's only a technical advisor, did they just, like, write him into the movie after that? Or did he, like, look, I gotta be in this thing. I got <laughs> you, you know, like, Duke Temple, I was born to play him, you have to put me in. But uh, maybe, maybe that's how it went. Who knows? But you did well. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. 
Um, I'm reading ahead. I'm getting a little irrationally uh, angry at something. We'll figure that out why. Because it's time for... Questions from Crit. Normally, this is when I get uh, a bit of vengeance on you for asking me such tough... Uh, <laughs> such a touch stuff trivia question but i'm mm-hmm. noticing that i am gonna have to answer some of these yeah, later Craig, down Craig sent me a, i haven't looked at the actual text but craig sent me a text where it goes just says answer for question two oh. <laughs> for jacob and i was like oh yeah here it comes yeah yeah i've already well he <laughs> heard that of, I, he figured i was gonna do okay on the first one so right, right. Gotta, he's like i gotta, gotta i gotta you. put in a curveball here yeah. no uh so i my general rule on this is if i copy the the uh, questions into the in our like notes that we both access i tr- i try to make it as rote as possible and i don't read them <laughs> it's just like i'm just like cutting and pasting not really looking at it so i can i can be surprised when uh, when it comes up all right this weekend the dodgers welcome their longtime rivals from chicago so once Whoa! again it is time See, surprise. <laughs> for a Sorry. 60th dodger anniversary it'd be funny if you didn't know that <laughs> Uh, uh, trivia about the Cubs. The Cubs? Chicago? I don't look at the schedule. Can Eric name the five Cubs who have hit eight or more home runs at Dodger Stadium? Hints. All right. Three are in the Hall of Fame. One had a memorable game at Dodger Stadium, and the other is the only one to crack double figures and home runs as a Cub. Okay, so the I my first guess on this was always going to be the who I'm assuming Craig is referring to as the memorable game. And it's because of what was sort of thought of uh, Kingman's performance. So Dave Kingman, Dave Kingman with eight, uh, I'm assuming one plate appearances. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm assuming the non one of the the non Hall of Famer who was uh, the I think the last criteria you mentioned. I'm I'm assuming Sammy Sosa is the one who leads. Yep, with sixteen. Um, and then just hitting the the rest. So so Billy Williams. With eight, um, Ron Santo. Uh, no, only seven. Uh, Ernie Banks. With nine. Oh man! So I guess. Mm, I guess I will go to Andre Dawson. Oh wait, not with the Cubs. He didn't do it with the Cubs. I don't. Yes, he did. He did. And with nine and a hundred, only one hundred and thirty-five plate appearances, but nine home runs. Wait, but with the. With the Cubs at Dodger Stadium? That's what it says. That's shocking because he, he didn't. I didn't think he played for them for more than like four years or something. Five seasons. Uh, wow, that's a Larry. Yeah, they did. They did play twelve times against uh, the non the other division every year, so it makes sense. All right, six Cubs have scored thirty or more runs at Dodger Stadium. Can Eric reel off these windy city run scores? Run scores is a little weak. I was hoping yes. for a better, better now yeah. than that. Uh, your hints uh, are three are the Hall of Fame and one gave up a uh, for the first career home run of the current Cubs manager in two thousand and two. Oh, that I remember distinctly. It was um, <laughs> it was Mark Grace because yep. he did the um, oh god, what was the name of the Dodger reliever? He did the impression of. Do you remember? No, he did the face. Uh, I will look it up and put it in the show notes, but I cannot remember it right now. But it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, so he gave up the David Ross home run. Um, so we'll go back to um, so Billy Williams and Ernie Banks. Sorry, pulling my answers back up. Billy Williams with 40. Uh, d- d- who else did you say? Sorry. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks, only 24. Okay, so <laughs> going the Hall of Famer, I, w- I will go back to the well with uh, I guess Andre Dawson and Ron Santo. Um, no on Andre Don- Dawson, but thirty-three for Ron Santo. So I'm missing a uh, uh, one one more Cubs Hall of Famer, plus I guess more. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. Um, oh, Ryan Sandberg. Yep, with thirty-eight. Uh, what else am I missing? You're missing two other players. Okay. Um. Oh boy! Um, One hint is if you hit a home a lot of home runs, you tend to also get some runs in there. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah. Going with Sammy Sosa. There you go with thirty <laughs> runs. Um. And good lord. Um. I'm trying now. I'm trying to think of like who am I missing here? Someone who was with them for a while. Um. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time with this. Um, what about... Oh, boy. Oh, what about... No. Um, Anthony Rizzo? Glenn Beckert. Ah, damn. Mike I Fetters the was way. the reliever, by the way. Mike Fetters, yes. Five Cubs, speaking of relievers, five Cubs relievers have recorded five or more saves at Dodger Stadium. Let's see if Eric can name these game finishers. Um, Lee Smith and Bruce Suter. Uh, with seven saves and six saves. <sighs> okay. They all and let you know the I... other th- the other three all have five on the dot. Hmm. That is good to know. Um, oh, boy. Um, oh, so... Oh, no, he didn't. I was thinking of something different there. Um, who was five saves, Dodger Stadium, for the, uh, I cannot remember, like, the, the aughts, um, like, Cubs closers. Um, uh, one did do it during the aughts, primarily. Um, so, now... Now I'm trying to think of oh so I'm just gonna guess this because I remember him for tackling that one guy who was on on the field uh, Kyle Farnsworth. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, like I'm trying to remember if there's like some famous Cubs closer that I'm forgetting. There probably is, but I, I I'm I'm completely blanking. Um, so let's go backwards and. So Suter takes you. So you got to be like seventies. We'll let you know your eras are 05 mm-hmm. to eleven, ninety three yeah. to ninety five, and sixty eight to seventy one. Okay, so ninety three, ninety five has got to be Mitch Williams. It is. It is not. Mitch Williams only had three. Uh, Randy Myers is ninety three to ninety five. Damn. All right. Yeah, I'm out on the other ones. I don't know. Ryan Dempster. Ah. And Phil Starter, Regan. Term reliever. The Vulture. Yeah. He, yeah. Six Cubs pitchers have allowed 25 or more runs at Chavez Ravine. I will give one name of that group, Dick Ellsworth, who would have been your first guess, I'm sure. That's why. Uh, obviously. I was going to say it. I mean, <clears throat> the, last year, um, the last year one of these pitchers appeared as a Cub in L.A. was back in 1999. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh what the hell, Craig? Um, uh, okay, wait, 99? Oh, so that rules out Matt Clement. Um, let's see. You get two 90. hints. Uh, one, of, uh, one of them wore another uniform when facing the Dodgers in the World Series, and another pitched in the postseason as a Dodger. <sighs> All right. Um, so, Greg Maddox? Only uh, 18 runs allowed. Yeah, he's probably over like 17 starts or something, um, even though he's barely there. Um, God, this is so dumb. Um, wait, so last one was 99. Oh, so that even takes like like John Lieber out. Um, Wood prior or later. Oh, I'm so mad. Um, what about... What about uh, Carlos Perez? Uh, no. Are Man, you I, any? Ooh. I, yeah, this is hurting. Um, so, what about Rick Sutcliffe? No. <clears throat> um, all right, I'm going to try one. Oh, um, Fergie Jenkins. There you go, with, with 45. Yeah, and then... Um, hmm. do, 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 do. Oh, um... God, who's the guy who got really mad at the, the like the walk call when he was having a perfect game? Milt Pappas. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I got nothing. Then I'm out. Uh, I'm not gonna say this correctly, and feel free to make fun of me for uh, sure. getting run. Rick Ruschel. Ruschel. Yeah. Ruschel. Thank you. Uh, Steve Tra- Traxel. Another one. I'm not gonna say right. Traxel. Yeah. Look at all these CHs up, throwing up, me up. He gave up McGuire 62nd. And then uh, Bert Hooten. Yeah. And Ken Holtzman. All right. There you go. Nice. All right. The uh, t- tables are turning. 
you want to read the next one? Sure. Or do you want me to read uh, my own fate? Oh, God. I haven't Tony even Gonsolin. read this. <laughs> Tony Gonsolin is having an historic season so far. Uh, in fact, this brings up a quick trivia question for Jacob. It better be quick. G- Gonsolin is no. Uh, <laughs> G- Gonsolin is allowing four point eight hits per nine. So far this season, uh, three L.A. Dodger pitchers have allowed six or less hits per nine in a qualified season. Can Jacob name these three pitchers? And, excuse me, for the rest of this question, what do you expect Gonsolin to do as we enter the second half of the season? Uh, so, Kershaw? Do you expect me to have the answer at the ready? I'm, yeah, I'm I assuming I'm assuming that's right, so I'm, I'm just going to say yes. No, I'm, I'm pulling it up as we speak, but you keep going. Uh, uh, Kershaw is not one, by the way. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the whip leader in all these other trivia questions I get. At. Yeah, Kofax? Kofax. Kofax, um, he's... 5.8, had a 5.8 right. year. I was about to say, if he's not on the list, I'm just walking out. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up Kershaw, what his best was. So, yeah, yeah. his his best hits per nine was, oh, was 5.9 Wait. in 2016 in 149 innings when he had the back injury. And didn't oh, so, okay. And, and yeah. a qual and man, he, he made sure to throw that word qualified sure in did. there. Uh, geez, uh, Drysdale? Uh, no, I, <sighs> I'll give you a hint. Okay. Um, you've seen both of these uh, players pitch possibly and possibly both live. Okay. Um, and um, both have won um, major awards. As awards. Dodgers? Um, one did, yes. Okay. Uh, so the one that didn't, Grinky? Grinky is the one that didn't. Uh, 6.0 in um, 2015. Uh, all right, my Kershaw, last guess. Kershaw uh, that year, by the way, in 2015 was 6.3. All right. Slacker. Last, last guess. Uh, Hideo Nomo. That's right. Uh, 5.8 um, in 1995. <clears throat> all right. The, the year season. All right. There we go. Hey, what do we expect Gonsolin to do the rest of the season? Oh, yeah. Uh. I think he, yeah, he meant to do the, yeah, I don't know. Like, so he's he's ten and zero with a what a one fifty four ERA right now. So obviously he's gonna go like twenty four and zero with the. He'll probably slump. So one seventy three ERA. Final. Yeah, yeah, that's one yeah, six. Pretty clear. Yeah. All right. He's looked good though. Oh yeah, really good. Well, it's funny he, if I if I remember yeah. right, his first start or two this year kind of looked like last year where he kept doing the magician act. Where um, yeah. men would get on base and then he would get out of it, and then he just like, oh, what if I don't do that? <laughs> what yeah. if I actually what if just I, what if I just kept consistent? getting out? Yeah, yeah. it's but but yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> and this is he kind of like skipped a step, but this is kind of who we thought we would get in twenty twenty. Really, obviously the postseason was was rough, but yeah, in that shortened season, he looked great. He looks great now. Um, it'll be really you know if everything goes kind of in similar beats throughout the rest of the season. It'll be interesting to see how they slot the postseason rotation, just because you've got right. a lot of interesting wrinkles uh, this yeah. year. Like in like, you know, 47 pitchers like waiting to come back, either starting right, or, right, or leaving right. in August and September. Um, but yeah, so w- with Gonsolin, it's funny too, like Jeff Passan had a good article on Wednesday about sort of the, the, the disappearing like starting pitcher and them. Um, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins has been like ridiculous this year. Like he's going like, like eight every game basically or whatever. Um, And, but he, he had like such a good thing. So, so I bring this up because a couple days ago, I think Dylan Hernandez in the LA times wrote a column saying Clayton Kershaw should start the all-star game. Um, And like, obviously like you're, I'm never going to say like Kershaw is not deserving. Right. But like, it would clearly be an honorific type thing if that happens. He's like, he, he missed so much time. Like him even making the team would be like an, a, a more of a nod to his like career. It's at Dodger Stadium, all that. I get it. I'm not, not against it. I'm just saying he made that case. 
um, I sort of laid out the case for Gonsolin. It's just more of like a, a simple, <laughs> he's, he's undefeated, leads the majors in ERA, and it's at his home stadium. Like that, you know, it, it's not always fair, but like that's sort of how it goes. But then Alcantara, uh, Jeff Paston's article, I think in a, in a subsequent tweet, he he broke down Alcantara's starts. I believe Gonsolin has two that went longer than him, and he he took out every inning. He he basically made Alcantara's starts as short as Gonsolin's, and like took out the rest. And his numbers were like the same or better than Gonsolin in those innings. And then what you added was like a like a 45 inning reliever, like a dominant 45 inning reliever after that. So it just shows how like ridiculous his season is. So he, he really should start, but then also Brian Snicker actually makes the choice. He doesn't make the roster choices, but he's the manager and like Max Fried is having a really good season and he's from LA. Like you could see that just being like, you know what? I'm starting my guy. So, you know, you never know, but like that, I'm just throwing it out there as like context for all this. So it's pretty clear. Like Gonson's going to make the all-star team. I think you have good shot of, of Kershaw possibly, but also I think Julio Urias as well. And, you know, probably more deserving, especially if you go back to like last year and then like all-star game to all-star game or whatever, if you want to do it that way. But even this year, he's been really good. So like, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see the rosters come out this weekend. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, but yeah, that's uh it's good stuff. It's good. It's a, it's a good conversation to have rather than who are the Dodgers going to pitch two days from now, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Four weeks until the trade deadline, how much do the Dodgers need to reload for this regular season and and or look at the postseason with these potential moves? I mean, it's one of those where they – I think this is like a quantity year. Um, well, I mean quality too, obviously. I mean, but I think they need like everything. Um, they have at the moment Mitch White. Um, is the fifth starter and, and like doing quite well, like, um, still with Andrew Heaney, TBD. Um, you got Dustin May as a maybe August guy. Um, you got Walker Bueller as a maybe September guy, but you can't count on like any of that. I mean, maybe Heaney to a point, but like, so I think you, you consider like trading for a starter, even, even if it's just to eat innings to get to the end of the year, right? Like, it, it, that doesn't necessarily have to be a postseason start. Now, if you if you acquire someone like like Frank, the the other wrinkle in this is like Frankie Montas. I think went on the injured list. There's a couple other injured like front more near frontline guys that they might consider. So you have to sort of factor that in. But they also need like quantity relief as well. Like um, you know Daniel Hut. We did we talk about Daniel Hudson's injury? Was that in in, in our timeline or no? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we have. he's out for the year, ACL. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Craig Kimbrell's been obviously up and down, like, um, mostly down. <laughs> a lot. His, his thing is, like, his stuff is really good. He just has no command. And, like, he was just starting to get back, then he took a line drive off his back on Sunday. So, we'll see how that goes. But it's not that he needs to be replaced. It's that more they need to augment around him and make, make it so... If he's struggling, it's, it's not the death knell for the bullpen. They they have a lot of guys who have done quite well, but I just think they need more. Um, and what and again, you have all these guys coming back like Danny Duffy, going to be in relief, I'm sure. Um, just just a number of guys like coming back, you can't really count on. So they're probably going to add there. But then we talked about adding a bat too. I think they need to add an impact bat, even if it's just like you look back and. Not you know you wonder what the timeline would have been if had they like you you could talk about like keeping AJ Pollock right and um he hasn't played particularly well with the White Sox but like so that's the risk you run if you do something like that but like keeping Pollock and signing Jansen and just absorbing the cost rather than making it a cost move like dumping Pollock's salary to get your closer that kind of a thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. So they, I would say they need something like like a like a Pollock type where when he starts he's like decently good, but also you you want you you want to it's it's tough. You you want to make it where Dave Roberts has to manage playing time again rather than here's my eight guys, you right. know, necessarily. Because the other thing is like Muncie, 
Justin Turner are, have like are like showing signs of turning it around. Cody Bellinger really hasn't offensively, but he's great defensively. You want to make it to a point where you don't have to play Cody Bellinger just because of his defense. It would be cool if you could sit him occasionally against a lefty, like more more often than they have, um, because you have a quality like person to like slot in, whether it's at a certain position and you just maneuver guys around. Um, so I, I think if, if they had another like starter level quality option to like maneuver, like if Chris Taylor, um, and Chris Taylor always ends up, you know, starting, but like if Chris Taylor, that type of a player is your 10th guy instead of your, you know, one of the nine that makes you that much stronger. So not saying he's the odd man out, but just like using him as an example. But yeah, I think, I think they just need everything. So, um, yeah, I think, and, and you're basically looking at, they're going to be trying to, the starter, I think all of it is like guys you would play in the postseason. Maybe it gets to the point where even the starter is just someone who can eat innings. Like, not necessarily has to pitch in the postseason if, if they get like, like, like two really good relievers or something. And you could just figure it out. But like, I, they might just need, need to fill innings too. So like, don't discount that uh, as well. Contest question. Jacob, you can choose mm. first here. Thank you. Betts <laughs> hits 30 or more home runs, or Muncy hits 18 or more home runs. Can I pick both? Current current count is 18 for Betts, 8 for Muncy. Yeah, can I take both? So. Because, like, what ha- do we just push? Do I have to pick one and we push? Can I take both? Wait. Oh, oh no. So, hmm. Oh, no. I think he's setting it up as a, as a, a true contest. Like. Oh, you, you're 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 drafting one. I know, but what happens Basically. if both happen? Oh, uh, just the difference. No, I'm taking both. That's that's <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, I you get the just, field. You you get the and you like no being no. An, it, uh, it's the difference. A so cynical like it, person. Uh, we, yeah, the way he were so like if it's weird because if they both hit under, no one wins, right? Like that's no, you weird, win. You win. Oh, because you're. I have to. I'm saying. I'm saying both happen. You get every other situation. (laughs) All right. You know what? I'll. I will accept that. All right. In weird ways. Um. Uh, Now you. You get a clear. A clear one. Uh, True or false? Freddie Freeman or Trey Turner will eventually lead the Dodgers in RBI. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And yeah. I, I I don't want to be so bold, but I, I was gonna be like, they're gonna tie. <laughs> but I oh, that was another thing. So when when Mookie Betts came back, so all, all year it was Betts first, Freeman second, Trey Turner third. So we're recording this on Wednesday. The Dodgers are playing their eighty first game. Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner have started every single game. Uh, when Betts came back the other day, um, he's back at leadoff. Trey was hitting leadoff uh, when he was out. With Freeman second, Freeman hit second every single game until Betts came back. So now the new lineup, which they're going to use for a bit here, probably going forward, is Mookie, Trey, Freddie. So like I think Turner was getting more RBIs um, because he was batting third. So maybe Freeman ends up uh, getting more. But I, it would have been funny if I if I had picked tie and you get every other possibility. <laughs> but no, I, I will say, yeah, cl- very clearly one of the Justin Turner like creeping up, not having the offensive season, but also batting with a lot of guys on base, so he's getting a lot of RBIs. But yeah, I think I think pretty clearly, um, I so I get Freeman or Turner. You get everyone else. All right, the last question. The other day I baked a sourdough flatbread with cheese, and that leads to this week's final question. Does pizza need tomato sauce to be pizza to you, and do you have any favorite toppings for a pizza without sauce? Well, let's let's clarify a few things. Pizza without sauce is just a flatbread. You're right. Yeah. It's not so, pizza. Yeah. Now, now but it doesn't have I, to be I will, I don't think ever order a pizza without red sauce. But, the, you know, um, Melissa, uh, my wife. My wife. Yeah. There you go. I'll let you have, have that one. Sorry. Slow. Uh, I'm enjoys also slow. a good a white pizza, good white pizza with some sort of like garlic Parmesan sauce. Sure. Uh, I don't. It's too rich for me. I love yeah. the acidity of the tomato sauce, uh, cutting everything, 
the richness of the cheese. But it's still pizza, and I'll still count it. So I am almost the same way. I don't really like the white sauce um, pizza. I don't. I don't like the barbecue sauce pizza as as much as I like that flavoring. I just it's not right for that. You setting. can you can a good barbecue. So barbecue chicken pizza frequently has cilantro, of which I am allergic to. So I cannot right. cannot do that. But if it doesn't, I, I can get into it. But you're right. Yeah. At that point, it is. To me, that's more of a, again, a kind of a flatbread. It, it loses its, not that what we know of as pizza is really that Italian in origin. It's yeah. more of an American pizza concoction. Um, yeah. But it loses, it, it's too dissimilar, I think, uh, at yeah. that point. So my, what I'm thinking is pizza has to clearly only have Papa's red sauce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no uh, my, my go-to that's not red, and, and it's rare because I generally go to like only a few places and the, my go-to like local place doesn't really have a pesto sauce, um, but pesto is is the one. Like if you go to like one of your your sort of standard like um, make your own pizza thing, where or, or like you know you go through like the, <laughs> the technical term. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the all the choices you have uh, choosing pesto in that, or, or like I've made like homemade pizzas at like my brother's house and just family gatherings or something. I'll try a pesto, you know, or whatever. That's generally pretty good. It's a little bit of a different taste, but definitely, definitely pizza. I think this has to have sauce to be pizza. Like you, I don't, I don't necessarily like the white sauce, but yeah, pretty much almost always red, but I I would go pesto as well. Sorry. Every time we keep saying white sauce, I think of the white stuff by weird. That's right. Which is delicious. You know what? Yeah. I, you know what? Now, Oh. I feel like I, I was going to like, no, I'm, now I'm going to order pizza after we record. Uh-huh. But then I like, I need to order, I do need to do like, um, like Postmates where I order pizza and then it says, do you want to add on something from 7-Eleven? And I'm like, yes, I do. Oreos. <laughs> the weirdest delivery ever. Like <laughs> They're just looking at me like, what? Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, it has been a fun episode with Jacob Back. And uh, go eat a pizza, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.